But right now, I'm joined by research professor Sean Gulick uh, from the Institute of Geophysics, the University of Texas. Uh, more, good morning to you, Morena. Good morning. How are we today, sir? I'm doing just well, thanks. Nice. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Um, you're in Dunedin. Um, well, I know you're in New Zealand as part of uh, some research of a subduction zone off the coast of um, the North Island. Well, I keep forgetting how to pronounce it. Off the South Island, off Pusiger. Yeah. Oh, was all, it off the South Island? Yeah, all the way south. Yeah. Oh, but, it, but it does run... We were all the way down near Auckland Island, in fact. Like way oh, south. Really? I thought yeah. you were doing it right off the coast of... of um, why did I think that? Well, because there was an earlier... Uh, there's actually three back-to-back research cruises. Ah, so I... Autom- one. Yeah, I ah. automatically assumed it was the first one, because that was the one we all knew about, and we all heard yeah. about it. it was on the news. That were, you know, yeah. they're talking about uh, tidal waves that could be produced by... So everyone in right. New Zealand's freaking out a little bit, because we love it when they do that. They scare us on the news <laughs> quite a bit. Oh, so you're in the Auckland Islands. Oh. Yeah, yeah, way south. Oh, yeah. so, all right. So, I mean, it's only about 11 degrees right now, but it'd be quite warm. Yeah. <laughs> to where you've been. Um, amazing part of the world. I'd love to go to the Auckland Islands. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, were way, we, were, we were down near 50. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, oh, okay, so now I understand why yeah. what you were saying when you came in, it was rough. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You got past the roaring 40s, you were in the 50s, wow. Uh, that's amazing. But you're in Dunedin um, because you gave a talk last night, Life and Death by Impact, drilling for clues um, 66 million years ago or so. Um, which seems very old, uh, but really, in uh, geological terms, it's just a blink of the eye. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, why should be we be interested in an event like that that happened all that time ago? Well, I, for from a human perspective, it's interesting uh, because it really set the stage for us to to come about in, yeah. in the sense that uh, the by far the dominant species uh, or the dominant types of organisms on the planet were the dinosaurs. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they had, had, if you will, ruled the Earth for a couple hundred million years, and then effectively a chance event, uh, which was an asteroid impact in uh, in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico, um, caused 75% level extinction on the planet and a whole resetting of, of uh, you know, where we stood, where the ecological niches were, and, and brought rise to a whole different set of, of life on the planet, uh, including eventually us. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so an asteroid, like we're saying, it, it impacted, um, what was it, about 12 kilometers square, I think the asteroid was? Yes, yeah, 12, 12 kilometers diameter. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and just on the Yucatan Peninsula in uh, Mexico. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it, I, what I really want to know is how did anything actually survive? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's an amazing event. I mean, if you think about these, the uh, when an asteroid hits the planet, it comes in at incredible speeds. Yeah, you know, so it's it's moving uh, 20 kilometers a second uh, when it hits. It hits with the energy of about 10 billion Hiroshima's, which is just hard to wrap our brains around, <laughs> right? I mean, it's 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 a um, and and the real danger of it is obviously locally, it's a really bad day. Yeah. But the danger of it for the for the whole planet, um, we think, is the ejecta. It's it's what's kicked out of uh, the place that hit, and in this case, it hit a really bad spot for that. Mm-hmm. It was limestone target with lots of rocks that had come from evaporated oceans called evaporites, yeah. made with lots of sulfur in them, mm-hmm. and so that created a a, a release of uh, basically sulfate aerosols and carbon dioxide and all kinds of things into the atmosphere very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the latest climate models have that it it made the whole Earth colder by more than 20 degrees C for as many, maybe as, fi- as long as 15 years. So they kicked uh, off a full ice age. Yeah, well, it, it kicked off, um, think of it more as a nuclear winter scenario. Yeah, you know, yeah. we basically are blanketing the Earth with sulfuric 
gases and everything gets cold and nobody's got anything to eat and mm. there we go. Mm. And, and you know. no doubt oh, it's not just that but that's got to kick off eruptions around the world as well. Well it's not clear yet about, about the eruption side. There's There's been an argument that that's the case. Um, what is definitely clear is it kicked off fires. Yeah. Um, so it the ejecta coming back into the atmosphere would have actually heated up the earth for a moment, caused fires and then of course the gases would have made the earth quite cold afterwards mm-hmm. and, and cut off the food chain. Any so, idea of the spread of the ejectors? Well, it's global. Yeah, I mean, every every place we find rocks that date to the end of the Cretaceous to 66 million years ago, mm-hmm. we find a layer from this impact. Sometimes it's only a centimeter thick on the yeah. other side of the planet. Yeah. But and it, and in and in the Yucatan, it might be you know hundreds of meters thick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's totally believable. I mean, the tal- the Talpo eruption, they f- they were find- finding stuff in in China. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's just right. from a volcanic eruption. Just from, a, from a, a, a single volcano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, w- was there a shift in the poles uh, as as well? Did, you know, did it tilt our axis? Did it, did it change the dynamic yeah, of the Earth? Yeah, people that ask that a lot. Um, it's actually interesting to think about the scale, right? So the the size of this thing, while you know, twelve kilometers across, like the size of Dunedin, mm. right? But it and it left a hole that was you know, in the end, two hundred kilometers across, right? Which is a you know, it's fairly a significant hole. big hole. <laughs> But the Earth is huge. The Earth has a diameter, you know, 5,000 kilometers, yeah. right? So it's not enough to move the Earth. It is enough to send wonderful earthquake waves through the entire Earth. Yeah. You know, magnitudes 10s, 11s, larger than anything tectonics can do. Mm-hmm. But the whole planet's not going not gonna to be affected uh, by that, um, other than from a standpoint of ecology, from a standpoint of the environment, which mm-hmm. it was very affected by that. Um, so you drill cores um, throughout, well, uh, throughout the... The no, we did. It's actually just a single site yeah. that we drilled in. Right, yeah. in the, right in the middle. Am I correct? Um, yeah. So there's a ring of mountains around yeah. the center. Yeah. Uh, it's called a, a peak ring, a ring of peaks, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we were drilling that um, to understand um, how impact craters are actually formed. Like, what are the the geologic processes that allow them to form? And also, by drilling there, we we actually were drilling a place where the sediments on top are kind of perched, mm-hmm. and so hopefully less disturbed by later events. And we can get a record of life coming back to the crater. Yeah. So, I mean, is it an impact uh, by an asteroid? Is it kind of like, you know, when you put a drop of water into a water and you see it, it goes down and then you get that rebound back up and it causes that, that peak in the middle? Absolutely right. Um, and in this case, it, it, it it's even more than that. So you throw a rock in a water, you open up a hole, mm-hmm. then it rebounds up. But now have this thing rebound up and collapse outwards. And that outwards collapse from a, from a single peak into a whole ring of peaks is yep. what we think happens in the biggest impacts. Wow. And so we drilled that ring of peaks to see mm-hmm. if that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and, and how long was, was it for life to, to rebound? I mean, so it turns out it came back really quickly, yeah. which is a big surprise. In so, geological terms, very quickly. No, actually in human terms. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so the ocean rushed back in yep. and brought with it things that didn't go extinct from the impact um, and actually the even the seafloor right in the impact crater was colonized within potentially just a few years wow. which is uh, kind of a surprise to everybody that that that, that happened yeah uh, so the, uh, well, I would assume um, that from, from the impact you know you, you were saying it unlocked all the gases that were built up in the rock so that all was basically gone straight away because one would have assumed that would have affected the water acidity and the like as well which would right. have caused the mass to die off but if if everything came back quite quickly that mustn't have been the well, case well so so that's a good question we are yet to figure out whether how uh, you know whether ocean acidification actually happened from this I, mean, I guess it, that's quite difficult you know it, it's it's 
potentially the case it did, mm -hmm. but it's also potentially a case it did it slow enough that that's not one of the major drivers of extinction. We're still working on that. Yeah. You know, the atmospheric driver's fast, yeah. right? Because it's vaporizing the rock, sending it up right away. That, yeah. that happens right away. But how quickly the ocean responded to that is an interesting question. Maybe it was a little slower. Maybe things had a, a little while to go. Maybe the things that didn't die from losing the sunlight for a while yeah. actually could handle a slightly more acidic ocean. We're not sure about that. That's mm. something that's being still being... And I guess a lot of those creatures have been quite deep in the ocean as well, some of them that had survived because they wouldn't have been you know, affected by sunlight, you know? Well, right. So that's, uh, it turns out this extinction event in the oceans was very much about the surface. Yeah. So yeah, something like 90, 95% of surfaced organisms in the ocean went extinct. Mm. But the benthics, the guys that live on the seafloor, they did fine. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, about 10 million years later, we had another event, which was a major heating event called the Paleocene-Eocene Thermal Maximum highest carbon spike. We're not still still sure exactly what caused that. We think it may have been a massive methane release, for instance, from continental shelves. Mm -hmm. but, but whatever caused that, that big spike in the heat, that one caused the base of the oceans to go anoxic. So we have these black rocks left from that time. Wow. We drilled some of those in this crater as well. And, and the things that made it through the impact didn't make it through that one. So the, the tops of the ocean got hit 66 million years ago, yeah, and, then, and the bottom's about 56 million oh, years ago. <laughs> give someone a break, hey? Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that, that's interesting and scary with uh, the mounting of the permafrost right now and, yeah. and the methane traps. Yeah. I mean, if methane can do that, uh, you know, I mean, just what oh, I can't remember the amount of uh, three times or something worse than carbon dioxide, uh, and this, you know, that permafrost is disappearing quite quickly. Sure is, yeah, yeah. So that's quite scary. And I guess some of that would some of that methane come from around that time? Is that trapped, or is that just oh, I guess that's just the rotting of everything underneath the permafrost? Exactly, it can be much older, yeah. uh, and it could be younger. It just depends on where you are locally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what are some of the interesting things you, things you did find from the core samples? Yeah, so we. Uh, um, we found that recovery life that was really fascinating to study and then we actually found a layer um, that was 130 meters thick that was all of the broken and melted rocks that came off of that rebounding central uplift and collapsed outwards mm -hmm. over top of the peak ring and uh, and that layer is is have to have been deposited in like a day yeah. so you know wow. we could see melted wow. melted rocks we could see um uh seiches, you know water going back and forth inside yeah. the crater from the high energy and we could even see the tsunami coming back into the crater from having left you know hit florida or wherever and then come bounding back again um as this is this sort of layer of sand like layers with, mm -hmm. with dips and high energy recorded there um, and then we could see about a, about a meter or so of material that was sort of that that window when when things started settling down and, and life started taking foothold again mm -hmm. that was all, all pretty amazing yeah really amazing I mean that's yeah. why you do it right and you yeah. have seen that stuff exactly. and it's like this I mean it's blowing my mind right now that's and then the and then the uh, peak ring itself was made of granite oh. which was a big surprise so wow. the granite was from about 10 kilometers down before the impact yeah and it got brought all the way up to the surface. So we learned from that that impact craters actually are like big gardening devices. Mm -hmm. they, they kind of overturn the crusts that they hit and bring deep things to the surface. So if we go to the moon, for instance, and we wanted to, to, to understand what's deep in the lunar crust or we wanted to look for minerals there, you might think about going to peak rings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you find any of the asteroid itself? I mean, it probably vaporized. So um, we may have. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on that. But yeah. there, it looks like there might be some indicator um, of, of things like iridium that mm -hmm. you find in the global layer, which are platinum group elements. They're, they're metals that are yeah. not 
very common on Earth, but are common on asteroids. So it looks like we're, we're heading in that direction. We're not quite mm -hmm. ready to say absolutely, but maybe. And that's good because it's a good example of how asteroids, showing people how asteroids brought these elements to Earth. Yeah. And, uh, originally, the, the, right? The, the really beginning of, of the how building blocks of yeah, the planet. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Um, now, is this, is, this, is this the kind of thing that makes you, is this why you dedicated your life to this kind of science? You know, is this what interested you at first when you started this kind of work? Yeah, discovery is, yeah. is, is interesting, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we all love to, to try to figure things out. And this is such an amazing event to understand the details of the event, to be able to write a paper that says what happened in the first day yeah. of the Cenozoic. It's exciting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To, you know, learn about how life can take a take a hit and come back. And yeah. that's exciting, that, yeah. you know, uh, and, and understanding such a phenomenal event with these kind of pressures and these kind of energies. It it's hard to wrap your brain around, and that makes it fun. Yeah, I know it's, pr it's probably a, a pretty stupid layman question, but you know, could we have survived that? So I don't know that we would have. Um, yeah. You know, this is such a catastrophic event. I mean, you know, if we'd had a, a warning and people, and it was modern day, and people got into bomb shelters and so on, uh, you know, some some might make it, but yeah. uh, it would be really hard to to deal with the fact you basically would have had no food. Yeah. For a decade and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, there. Are if you got to the right place with the right stockpile, maybe you'd... There's maybe some crazy preppers out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you prep? Are you a prepper? No, not in that way. <laughs> yeah, and when you say bomb shelter, I'm sure you're not meaning the um, the London subway. No, uh, no. no, no. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> You're, no. talk, you're talking about the seed bank and right. you know, the, uh, Norway or wherever it is, something like that. Exactly. Deep, deep into the earth. Um, brilliant. Well, I mean, what an amazing subject and um, really interesting. Thank you so much for coming in and talking My about pleasure. it this morning. It's been great. Um, and you're here for a little bit longer, so enjoy the rest of your stay in um, New Zealand. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it so far, I even have. though you were down in the 50s. Yeah. It's an interesting experience in itself. It's an amazing country, an amazing geology, and, mm. and been wonderful hosting uh, folks all, yeah. all across the country. Well, it is great. I mean, at the moment, we're learning so much about New Zealand and Zelia. You know, I mean, it's a pretty new continent. Um, yeah, um, you Zealandia. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zealandia. <laughs> yeah, Zealandia. And, and, and so it's fantastic. And now I, you know, um, I'm a quiz master. You see, I write my own quizzes and huh. host one at the pub. So I'm using some of these new facts to my benefit. No one knows them yet, so uh, no one's getting those questions right. Uh, but <laughs> once again, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Have a great day. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, it is quarter to the hour of.